I'm Dr. G, and for the past 10 years of my life, I've been passionate about all things holistic healing. I've been committed to healing myself and others from the inside out by incorporating some of the most effective modalities for healing the mental, the emotional, and the physical, I've learned that they give us the opportunity to be our most authentic and powerful selves. Heal Thyself is a show dedicated to just that. Today's show is going to be incredible, and I say it every week, of course I do, because it is incredible. Knowledge bombs of digestible information to empower and create clarity on what the highest version of us looks like. Product reviews to provide informed consent so you can buy the safest and best products out there. Better than the first two that I spoke about and you're getting other B vitamins, which are energizing, right? Get off of it, throw it away. And special guest segments with some of the brightest and most elite minds in their field. So what is that like on my nervous system? Six hours of holding that emotion. Here's the earth, here's the mechanisms and mechanics of an earth when it breathes. We would think much different about that asthma patient that shows up. All to create change in all the parts that make you, you, so we can start healing ourselves and each other. All right, everyone, thank you, thank you, thank you for joining Heal Thyself. Again, as always, the time that you take is so precious, and I'm so grateful that you're spending it listening, opening yourself up, resonating with all that you're hearing, or maybe a little bit, whatever is okay. But thank you for taking the time out. As always, awesome, awesome show we have today. I can't wait to get to this knowledge bomb, uh, particularly because, as always, it's important information. But what I'm trying to do, especially as of late, is put out information that is long lasting, right? Things for our personality, our growth, right? Personal growth, development, all of the things that are under the symbolic glacier, right? The things that we see on the surface being the physical, but under there being so much that we can do for ourselves to make us feel better in our bodies. So today's knowledge bomb is going to be about how fear sponsors so much of our human experience and the things we can do around it and the things that we can do to not be contractive, but really, really start expanding. So we're bettering our experience with ourselves, with our loved ones, with our communities, with the world, and just empowering, really. It's a matter of empowerment, and I'm going to give some tips on what works for me. And hopefully it resonates. Also, man, the guest, Dr. Jade Tita, has been on this show, man, two years ago, one of our, one of our favorite shows that we did. He is such an embodied human being when it comes to mental, emotional, the spiritual aspect. Oh yeah. And on top of that, he's a great doctor. So the words that he's going to say and the way we're going to vibe, I know every time we talk on the phone or we talk in person, it's just a back and forth and we're in flow. And I don't doubt that when you listen, you're going to hear some stuff that is going to be really, really powerful, life-changing stuff. It's going to be on love, how you show up in the world, mental health, growth, everything that really really matters in our health. So today's gonna to be an amazing, amazing show. Without further ado, let us get to the knowledge bomb. You know, skincare isn't just about looking good, right? A lot of us wanna look good, but it's not just about looking good. It's about nurturing your skin and being well-balanced from the inside out. And you know, this world is flooded with a bunch of harsh chemicals that are really insulting our skin, our barrier. And you want something truly effective that is safe. Alitura is one of the best in the game. If you never heard of Alitura, you just think of, you might've seen some uh, black bottles with gold writing on it. It's one of the best and they're always at health events and people are loving them. And their quality, 
Alitar Naturals has crafted a serum that is not only safe, but also incredibly effective. Listen, a lot of you asked me where I get my glow from. This is a huge part of the equation. Their gold serum isn't just another skincare product. It's a testament to the power of natural healing and a commitment to holistic health. It uses organic ingredients like jojoba, olive, rosehip oils, and the gold serum is made organically with plant-derived vitamin A, not synthetic stuff, not that nasty stuff that you're getting in a lot of these over-the-counter products, GHKCU, and marine collagen to revitalize your skin. Alitura Naturals has been using the best ingredients in their products for years. They've been pioneering the path for what truly transformed skin should be. So if you're ready to take control of your skin health and experience the pinnacle of natural beauty, I highly recommend checking out Alituria Naturals. For a limited time, you, the Heal Thyself listener, will enjoy the exclusive discount, just the Heal Thyself discount, only for you. That's 20% off of this gold serum. Go to alitura.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That's A-L-I-T-U-R-A.com and get that 20% discount. It's amazing stuff. I use it every night before bed and I'm telling you, I'm on fire with my skin in a good way. Check it out. All right, let's face it. With all the toxins we're exposed to nowadays with processed foods, pollutants, and even stress, our poor livers have been working overtime. If you've been feeling sluggish, bloated, or just overall rundown, it may be time to give your hardworking liver some extra love and support. That is where Organifi's Liver Detox comes in. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfoods. This convenient little capsule contains a powerhouse blend of clinically studied superfood ingredients specifically designed to remove excess toxins and improve digestion, promote healthier energy levels, and just overall liver health. Now, one of the key ingredients is artichoke leaf extract, which has been clinically proven to help detoxify the liver and digestive tract. Then you got the all-star liver protector. You heard of it, milk thistle, an herb that has been used for centuries to give your liver a big old hug. That's not all. Organifi's liver detox also contains dandelion root, one of my favorite ones of all time, which is loaded with vitamins and minerals to promote healthy liver function and digestion. And finally, Trafalia, an ancient Ayurvedic formula packed with antioxidants that has been traditionally used as a powerful liver tonic, one of my favorite ones too. So whether you're dealing with sluggish digestion, low energy, or just want to give your body's main detox engine a little extra love, Organifi's Liver Detox has your back. Just take one to three capsules at any point during the day to start supporting your liver's natural detox pathways. All of us need to be supporting our liver. If you want to experience the energy boosting, liver supporting effects of this fantastic formula, head to OrganifiShop.com and use the code DRG for 20% off. That is O-R-G-A-N-I-F-I shop.com slash DRG. Today's Knowledge Bomb segment is on something so, so, so important. We're talking about foundational into our human health, into our human experience. What I want to talk about is the polarity, the dichotomy of love and fear, right? And my hope is that on this knowledge bomb, we get to lean in and understand what state we're operating from the most. You will soon find that a lot of our life is sponsored by fear. And it's not our fault, right? We're living in a world where we've been taught to live in fear at a young age. We've been given, spoon-fed through media and teachers to live in fear. And man, it's, it's took so many years for me to stop and just look at this and see society as a whole, and then to the microscopic level, really what's in my body as a whole, and understand that the vibrational energy in my body was being sponsored by fear. And for me, it's very hard for disease to live in a body that is open, expansive, and in love, right? But so much, and we're talking about so much of our day, our bodies in that vibrational state. 
of fear. And we know it and we feel it, right? How many times, and we'll, we'll do a little exercise. If you can sit down, close your eyes, right? Turn off all of the, all of the outside ambient noise, right? Uh, turn off, close all your windows, turn off all of the sounds in your house. And if you sit down and you truly close your eyes and connect to yourself, maybe, just maybe, regardless of age, you can remember what it was like to be a child. And you can remember what it was like to be a child in curiosity, right? In authenticity. This is why so many times we're in awe of children when they're in their state, they're in their brainwave state, right? They are demonstrating to us what it's like to be hyper-present. This, this is accessible to all of us, but if you can sit down and really think what it was like to be a child and how did you feel in your body when you were curious or wondering or open or not in fear of how you showed up or not in fear of how you opened yourself to society, right? Look at a kid. You'll see a kid hug when it's happy, love when it's feeling loving, be in fear when it's scared. But really coming back, their default state is always loving. Their default state is always open. Their default state is always curious. And how many of us and when did we lose that? So take this time on this podcast or after to go back into the, that time in your life where you were, what the smells were, what you saw, your friends, what your experiences were, right? And people were like, oh, when I was a kid, it was so carefree. It was so easy. But what I'm trying to tell you is that that's accessible even in your adult body. So when it comes to fear, we've been given this teaching of fear because we live in a fear state. And whether it's from your parents, whether it's from teachers, whether it's from even religion, right? We're given these rules of which we need to live by right? And of course, if you're living with your base state of love, then everything else beautiful sprouts from that without rules, right? But society, man, how many of us listening want to be, do, have, say, express something, but society told us we can't? Oh, no, 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 no. You cannot wear that. That is not, access that is not acceptable in the streets. That is not acceptable at this party. That's not acceptable in the workplace. Okay, understandable. Oh, you can't say that. You really want to sing, but you're not a good singer. Remember in eighth grade when you were told to stop singing because you're terrible? But my soul wants to sing. It wants to express the love that it has in the form of song. You can't do that. How about dance? How about cook? How about anything? Think about how much of your life is being weighed down by that proverbial lead blanket that is fear. And how we were told and conditioned at such a young age that we cannot just be. We cannot just express. We cannot just surrender to exactly the way we want to express ourselves. And I know this is resonating with a lot of you because you will soon find that you don't even feel good in your body. You feel you are contracted. You feel those impulses. And, and the more we contract it, the more we throw lead blankets on it, the more those impulses become whispers. When we were a kid, they were loud. We followed exactly what we wanted to do, where we wanted to do it, how we wanted to do it. But all of it was based in authenticity. As you throw lead blankets over your life, they become whispers. And your soul says, hey, please do this. I really want to do this. And you go, I think I heard something, but I'm just going to continue being in that contractive fear state. But what I'm submitting to you is maybe. If you take time, you get quiet, bring out a journal, close your eyes, be in solitude, 
take some time to get back in touch with that child in you that is trying to come out and trying to express itself without rules, right? Without society saying you cannot, you should not, you will not. And understand in your highest moments how that feels. Understand that those moments when you are expressing whatever wants to express out of your soul in love, in curiosity, in enjoyment, and in expression, you're honoring your highest self. And when you're honoring your highest self, you're embodying your highest self. And when you're embodying your highest self, you're living your life the way life is intended to be lived. And the beautiful thing, and we've spoke about this so many times on the show, is when you're embodying your highest self, you are giving people permission, whether consciously or unconsciously, to embody their highest selves just by you being you, which is the craziest thing. You don't need to do anything. You just need to embody that highest self. And what a beautiful, beautiful impact you can have on your loved ones, on your coworkers, on strangers in the street, if you just give people permission that it's safe for them to be them. The common denominator, the common string that is holding all of us is that we are so contracted and scared to just be. And the moment you decide to be without fear of any judgment, of anyone looking at you the wrong way, or anyone saying that you can't do this, you give people the most beautiful permission to touch and tap into that. And those whispers within them become louder and louder and louder. What an amazing impact you can have on so many people just by you sharing those beautiful gifts that you have and that you've been holding back from us, but it's your damn time to show it. All right, this podcast is your permission to be your highest self. I love you all, I really do. It's been a long time since I promoted a coffee because there's not that many good coffee brands. We got one of the best ones now on Heal Thyself. Are you ready to elevate your coffee game? And experience to prove that it's not only delicious, but it's also health focused. Let me introduce you to Purity Coffee. You heard me review them in one of my first ever coffee reviews as one of the best, and then my second ever one as one of the best. And it's one of the best still. It's an ultimate choice for coffee lovers who, who prioritize taste as well as well being. I'm gonna tell you what makes Purity Coffee stand out from the crowd. Every step in their process is rooted in health focused principles backed by solid scientific research based rigorous testing. They use the finest specialty-grade organic Arabica beans and then move on to small batch roasting, ensuring that each cup meets the highest standards of quality. But what really sets Purity Coffee apart from all the other coffee brands is their dedication, is my favorite, is their dedication to purity and safety. Their beans undergo third-party testing to ensure they're free of pesticides, toxins, and harmful mycotoxins, those pesky substances that can wreak havoc on your health, causing issues like liver and kidney damage, digestive problems, brain fog, and fatigue. Purity Coffee also has some of the highest antioxidant capacity. And this is important because we have to understand coffee is actually really good for us when we're getting quality coffee. And the reason it's good for us and ensures so many benefits, especially heart health, is because of its antioxidant capacity. Purity has one of the highest antioxidants that you're going to find in coffee, giving you a powerful dose of healthy boosting compounds with every sip. Purity Coffee is grown on regenerative organic farms that prioritize soil health, animal welfare, and community well-being. They have certifications by USDA Organic, Rainforest Alliance, and Smithsonian Bird Friendly. You can also trust Purity Coffee is not only good for you, but also good for the planet. They have a range of roasts from their light medium roast with sweet fruity notes and their dark roast with rich bold taste. So to try out one of my favorite coffees in existence and one that I recommend to everyone still to this day, I've been doing it for years, is Purity Coffee. Go to puritycoffee.com and use the code DRG 
for 30% off of your first purchase. That is P-U-R-I-T-Y-C-O-F-F-E-E.com and use the code DRG for 30% off of your order. You know, living a long life is great. It is. We all want to live longer. But what's even better is living those years in good health, right? Free of the chronic diseases and the ailments. Unfortunately for many, the gap between lifespan and health span is way too wide. And we spent our last years ill, not enjoying our life to the fullest. And that's why I'm always into research-based products, quality supplements that are coming out to you, the highest, the best of the best, some of the best rigorously tested supplements. And one of my favorite companies across the board is Momentus. And they have two that I use every single day, creatine and collagen. These are the two powerhouses at work. I've been open that I've been working out more four times a week. I'm lifting heavy weights. And these are staples. And, I, and not just me. I think everyone should be out working out, building muscle. Staples to muscle repair and muscle growth. But what sets Momentus apart from the rest is its clinically researched formulas. For the collagen, it delivers 15 grams of collagen, supporting your body in various ways. And it's not just one type of collagen, it's all the types of collagen, right? A lot of companies just have one type of collagen. You want all the types of your body's absorbing and utilizing this collagen the way you desire the body to use it. But boy, oh boy, the gold standard for working out, if you're not on this, you don't even have to be working out. You can use it for your brain. It's creatine. Momentous creatine is fantastic. There's no fillers, no additive, pure, effective ingredients you can trust. Trust is everything when it comes to supplements. Momentous third-party test. There's no surprises. What you see on the package is what you get. So if you're like me, you want to feel your body with the best of the best, go to livemomentous.com and use the code DRG for 15% off of creatine and collagen and all their top-notch products. That is L-I-V-E-M-O-M-E-N-T-O-U-S.com with the code DRG for your discount. COVID threw a little monkey wrench on us, but Dr. Jade Tet, I'm sorry, Tita. I was going to say Tera. We have to tell that joke now. We have to tell the joke. So I answer to both, just so people know. I answer to Teta and Tita, because the, the reason why is Teta is actually the pr correct pronunciation. Exactly. My family changed the pronunciation to Tita, so I, but I answer okay. to both. So I. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll do both. All right. All right. And his name is Dr. Jade Teta and Tita, both, and he answers to both. Uh, but what an incredible OG in medicine, naturopathic doctor, but you've written a slew of books that have been so educational. I don't know how you do it. You're like a book machine. You're just putting out books and books and books. And I, I, I'm starting on one and it's like, I, I'm starting to see the process and I'm like, how does this man do this? But um, <laughs> one thing, Jay, uh, Jade, before we jump into this, I've always admired about you is that you approach medicine the way that a scientist and doctor should, by questioning everything, even the status quo, yeah. always, and welcoming other views that may not be in alignment. And actually looking at it and go, okay, because through this, I can see relatively about how I present myself. So you're always, I mean, like when it comes to people in our field and just as a human being, you're one of the individuals who is always, always, always looking to grow as a person and as a doctor. And I look up to that, man. That's incredible. And I needed to say that before the get-go because the way you show up in the world, I love your Instagram. I learn something new every time I open it up. That's, that's the way we should represent ourselves as people and doctors, man. So welcome to the show. Thank you, man. I received that and I, I adore you, brother. It's good to good to hang out with you again. And you know, I'll I'll say something about that real quick. Part of the part of the thing that I think is hugely important, you and I, you know, we kind of vibe on this too, right? When we first met, we had varying um opinions and, and a little bit differences. And it wasn't until we got together um face to face and began to talk to each other that we started to go, oh, I love this dude, right? We, we became like super close that way. And here's, here's what I think uh, we humans need to realize, that our truth 
right, is not the truth. And the only way we get to the truth is to have all of us around in the conversation, because I might have a piece of it. Christian might have a piece of it. Those of you listening might have a piece of it. Even ridiculous ideas, in a sense, get us closer to the truth because they teach us what we shouldn't be focusing on. Right. So when right. we're in this one big conversation, what I think people miss is we're all trying to push our agendas. And what that does is simply push us further away from the truth. We might be closer to our truth, but none of us have the truth. And the only way we get there, right, is by talking and considering and testing and mm -hmm. hearing other people say things. So when I listen to Christian talk, I'm like, you know, I, I haven't thought of that yet. And the way he mm -hmm. puts it is beautiful. Or maybe I hear someone else say something. I'm like, that can't be it. And that makes me think of this or that. And it's through this dialogue and constantly checking our reality against other people's reality that we get closer to where we all need to be. And I just feel like it took me a long time to get there, man. It took me a very long time to get there in my ignorant, arrogant, you know, young male day. <laughs> but it's really the only way that works. And I really do wish, I know, I know you vibe with this. I really wish that this was the way most people saw things. The ability mm. to be wrong, the ability to change our minds, the ability to have constructive conversations where we can learn and grow. That's the whole point. Exactly. And having and having those with an open heart being like, like the way you present yourself, right? Like, I want to learn more. And even if it's an opposing view, I would love to learn more with that thinking. Because, man, I came out of school like a young whippersnapper and I was like, Psh, I know everything about nutrition. Mm -hmm. Oh, I know everything about medicine and botanicals. And then all of a sudden, all the things that I thought were wor would work weren't working. And I was like, oh, shit, I actually don't know anything. And then the more in the past few years, I realized that I don't know anything and I need to I, I need to expand more, not only in just consciousness, but also just hearing points of views. And I saw that in you probably before anyone, like that humility of wanting to learn more, even though you're so educated and knowledgeable, wanting to learn more. I'm like, that's how you expand. So it's always it's a pillar and a, and a lot. I hope the viewers and listeners can take that as part of it and go, yeah, you know what? Like, I follow like all these pages and they're telling me this is the way and there's no other way. Oh, but I follow this one too about nutrition and then life and life coaching and relationships. Human beings are so damn complex, you know? The body physiology is so complex, our biology. So um, I love that we started off with just like, we don't know shit, but yeah. we were ready to learn more. I think this is a Socrates quote. He says, the wisest person is the wisest person because he knows he knows nothing. Right? right. And so that is, in my mind, that's the way to start. And the other interesting thing about this is if you think about this, uh, the way I like to look at this is like everyone listening to this, think about it from the, let's let's use Christian as an example real quick. There has never been anyone like Christian on the history of the earth ever in the history of humanity has never been a Christian. And going forward in the future, there will never be another Christian. Why? Because he has a unique physiology, a unique psychology, unique personal preferences, practical circumstances, his unique pain, the people that he's been exposed to, his superpowers, his passions. When you put all that together, Christian is a unique spiritual fingerprint. There will never be anyone on the planet like him again. And in that, here's what I believe. In that, what that means is, if we can get a little bit woo-woo here, it means he is a unique piece of source, in a sense. In other mm -hmm. words, he is this unique part 
of the whole, right? We're all in this together. And as a unique part of the whole, he possesses a piece of truth about the whole that no one else possesses. And so his job then, right, is to then show up and be authentic to that truth and speak to people with that truth. And then my job, also being a unique spiritual fingerprint, is to show up with my unique truth. And all of your jobs, by the way, who are listening to this as unique spiritual fingerprints, is to show up and speak your truth. And then what happens there is that when I interact with Christian, I am enhanced. And when Christian interacts with me, he is enhanced. And when we interact with all of you in conversation, we are enhanced. But as soon as we shut that down or pretend we are right and he is wrong and I have the perfect viewpoint and they don't, we immediately shut that learning process down. And instead of expanding source, in a sense, we contract source. And I actually mm -hmm. think that's exactly what is happening in the current environment. There's always this waxing and waning and you get people in so biased and dogmatic in their point of view and don't want to listen to anyone else. And source contracts. What we all, I think, need to be doing is saying, how can I authentically bring my truth to the table to contribute to the truth and be open to that new truth? That to Ooh. me is what it's all about. If this was gospel, this is when I would get up and testify, man, because I felt that one in my bones, man. This is, I, you know, you can read so much or listen to something, but sometimes people say things where it hits just the right way. And the way that you express that hit the right way, man, because- it, that is that. We are expressions of consciousness. And if we can show up as our fullest, you said a very key word to me, authentic expression, what does that mean? Well, yeah, I'm showing up in life the way I was intended to show up in life, but also what about interactions with people? And you're saying by being your most authentic self, it allows you to expand in your own expression. Like yeah. imagine the world the way it would be. Imagine the world the way it would be if everyone was just authentically them. In the snap of a finger, everything that we deem negative or uh, a bane of our existence in the world would just just swipe away, you know? It would just be so beautiful. Here's a, something to, I wanna get your take on and I wanna get everyone listening to take on because here's, here's part of the conundrum with authenticity. Who should we be authentic to, right? Now there's our past self that we could be authentic to. There's our present self that we could be authentic to, but then there's a future better self that we could be authentic to, right? Now, I think most of us would say, we want to be authentic to our present self, but we want to also push forward so that we can be a better authentic version of us. Now, this goes right to what we just said. How do you get to that point? The only way you get to that point is through other people, interactions with other people, whether it's people who wrote books years ago and are no lo longer alive, mm -hmm. whether it's through conversations like this, whether it's through um, uh, movies and documentaries and uh, podcasts and all of this kind of stuff, all this information is coming in. We have to stay authentic to our current self, but open enough to be our authentic better self. As soon as you shut down, you can't be anything but what you already are. And part of what I say life is about, it's two things, right? It's about change and it's about challenge. And change and challenge is what helps us grow and get better to our authentic self. And most of those change and challenges come from other people. So mm -hmm. instead of stiff arming people saying, I'm not going to have a conversation with you because you don't see it the way I see it. 
or you know you're a republican and i'm a democrat are you right you're for vaccines and i'm anti-vaccine or you're this and to me i go that is exactly the wrong thing instead we should be in conversation with each other and ironically what that does is it doesn't just grow ourselves it evolves the world and to me that's the definition of a next level human right it's like mm-hmm. i'm here to grow myself and contribute something uniquely positive that only i can that only christian can that only mm-hmm. the people listening can to the world. When we approach things that way, we're integrators now, instead of trying to be like, I've got the truth or trying to make other right. people little mini me's, right? Like that's what we tend to do. We go, I'm going to make everyone like me. Do we really want everyone to believe what we believe? What kind of world would that be? And what if we're wrong, which most of us are most of the time? If you think about it, then what is the basis of authenticity? And for, for me, and maybe this is perfect because you may not agree. But this is, again, contributions. It's just love. and But what it means to me, love is far past, like, I have loving feelings for this person. It really is a container to, for everything, right? And being in love is truly accepting every part of you which you've been banishing or hiding under the rug. Years ago, someone said, what do you think the point of life is? And I was like, shit, I, I ain't no guru. But I, I, I think we're in this physical realm of existence to be our most highest authentic selves, which is love, and remind ourselves through interactions of relativity to define that which we are and that which we are not. So for me, being able to experience someone in their contracted state, right? Their egoically sponsored state, I can go, wait a minute, that's not how I want to show up in the world, cluing me in or actually helping me remember my very state of love and unfolding that through life, through authenticity or with authenticity in the moment or continuously fold out authenticity in the future. But still, by the, the irony is what I find is the more authentically you are you, the more you give permission to remember other people to remember their authenticity, which essentially is rooted in that love, but with sprinkled on top, the gifts that we've been given in life, the unique gifts of what, how you show up or the way you verbalize things, right? Or the way that your mind works versus mine. So, and, you know, our friend, Dr. Mary, just how we show up is basically that way for us to remind. That's, that's what clicked for me. And when I was talking to the person, they're like, that makes sense. That makes sense. I am going to take that with me. Uh, But it was really cool. But so how do you define authenticity in that case then? I mean, first of all, I 100% agree with that. In fact, what I would say is the first step, right, of love is to love your current way of being. Love your current way of being. doesn't mean you're always going to be that that way, but we have um, our suffering. We have our mistakes. We have our strengths. We need to be uh, grateful for the lessons that all of that brings. And if you asked me, right, um, what that, uh, what the meaning of life is or what we're here for, I would say three things, learn, teach, and then I would agree with you. The, la- the third thing is love. Now, here's what I think is interesting about this love thing. And this does speak, I think, uh, absolutely to authenticity. To me, we make, we make a mistake when we go, when we say love, when a lot of people just go, that means romance. To me, here's what, when I say learn, teach, love, love to me goes, I have a unique gift that I will give to the world because I can without the need for acknowledgement or reciprocation. Now, what are those things? It's my creation. So in other words, Christian's way that he loves the world is this right here. This podcast is his creation. 
It's the way he loves. Now, most people would be, wouldn't even think that, right? They wouldn't think right. this podcast is about love. It absolutely is. It's about his creative gift to the world. Now, I know Christian. I know he's not going around like, say thank you to me. Acknowledge that I started this podcast. No. Do this and that. He does it because he loves it, because it is authentically him, and he gives it to the world without any need for reciprocation and acknowledgement. Now, what's interesting about that is, ironically, because he's detached, authentically detached, just doing this because he loves it, he gets an awful lot of acknowledgement and reciprocation. But I know uh, that that's not your goal. You would probably be doing this regardless. And to me, that's what I think authenticity is, right? So exactly what you said, it's like, how can I authentically love the world? And by the way, this gets into purpose because when you're authentically loving the world, what you're doing is you're living your purpose. So to me, I see those two as synonymous. Now, purpose can evolve. We all don't know what Christian will be doing next in right. his creative pursuits. He might move on from the podcast. He's putting out a book. That's another expression of love, right? That's another expression of purpose. He might do live events or anything else that he brings to the world. Here's, here's a mistake that I think people make though. When it is something that is just for you, this is not authentic love and it's not purpose. It's meaning. Like you can get meaning from your kids. You can get meaning from your, your significant other. You can get meaning in a lot of places from your work. But what happens when your kids leave the house? What happens if your significant other passes away? What happens if you get fired from your job? That's meaning. Purpose and authentically loving is something you take with you. It flows out of you to the outside world. It's about what you're giving to the world, not what you're getting from the world. And I do think that most people are not authentically loving in that way. And I don't mean it in a judgment way. I don't want people to hear me say, well, you don't have it figured out. You know, I do. It's just that we get distracted from all the other stuff going outside. We get afraid. We get uh, worried. We uh, look outside in the outside world and get caught up in ev what everyone else is doing and everyone else's beliefs and what, what culture says we're supposed to do. Instead of going back and saying, what is it that I can give authentically to the world? And by the way, I'll say one more thing here, Christian. I want to see what you think about this. There, here's my big pet peeve. Now, you and I are two guys who have created a lot of things, right? And, and for whatever reason, we've gotten some accolades or some status and success around that. But from my perspective, it's the person who just wakes up in the morning with an intention to make other people feel more alive more belonging, uh, smiling at them in, at the coffee shop, you know, um, stopping and having a conversation, you know, loving on humans in the way that they can. And for most of us, that is just happening in our everyday interactions. And to me, those are, those are the people that I do love the most. Now, I know you and I can do that as well, and they can certainly do what we do. But to me, I'm like, if you really want to tap into this, you start with the humans right outside your door. You don't, you don't have to have these big, huge projects that get a lot of accolades. You don't have to have all these followers. You don't have to have books and podcasts and things mm -hmm. like that. You just have to show up and be like, I am going to love my fellow human today, despite how miserable and arrogant and mean and cruel and ridiculous and stupid other humans can be, including myself. I'm just going to show up and be loved authentically. Mm -hmm. And what happens is not only does the world change for you, but it starts to change for everyone else. And like you said, what if everyone 
showed up that way. That's our job, man. I really do think that's our job. And I know it's hard because we all suffer, right? And so when you suffer, you know, a lot of people do want to pass that suffering on, but our mm -hmm. job is to transmute, be an alchemist, change that suffering into something that can be a lesson for the world. And when you do that, you transcend suffering. That to me is what being authentically loving is really about. Jay, those, that might've been the, the best four minutes on my podcast ever. It was so powerful. The way you can articulate what to me, what is just God given universe given concepts or, or abilities that we have and uh, the way we can and, and should and, and how beautiful it is to show up in the world into, into that short amount of time. man, that was fantastic. The, a few things talking about really one thing that I found is speaking to strangers and expressing myself as love was a giant hurdle, right? Because growing up in the world that we do, you know, you keep to yourself, you don't know your neighbor, but I did find something really miraculous with that is the more that I opened up in being an expression of love or, you know, what's in my heart or just kindness, I found that, yes, exactly what you said, my whole world changed. It doesn't, at that point, all the things that were unfolding at that point in my life years ago mattered less because I could still show up in love. It was a safe haven because I can talk to the clerk and go, man, like, I love this about you and you should know that. Okay, weirdo. But it, I still said something beautiful. And what you laid out to me and with the way that I saw it was a roadmap for people who go, who are going, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I have a purpose that I seem like I'm showing up for my family, but I go to work, but I, I know there's more for me. We'll start there, like you said. Start there, go out and express love to your neighbor, right? Something that we don't do, we don't practice, and we can lose sight of it in two weeks. I mean, I, I have to remind myself to do it every day. Yeah. But that's the roadmap into remembering how you can contribute to the world, because you're right. This, this I do just because it is the expression of creation. And creation to me is the way that I express love. And like you said, it's not romantic love. It is my purpose love. It's, I, I know that I'm here to do something and this just comes out and you're right. I, I, the irony is that there's a tidal wave of you've changed my life and you're doing all this amazing stuff. Thank you. But you don't feel it in the ego. You feel it as an observation of like, ah, oh, okay. Yeah, this is actually helping some people. But it, you don't feel it in the ego I guess what I, I'm saying a lot, but I guess what I'm trying to say is, is another barometer aside from that roadmap that you laid out of like giving love to your neighbor, starting to see how you can contribute to the world is a barometer going, okay, I think I'm doing something, but you know what? I find myself doing it just for adoration. Is that a really good way of looking at if you're in, if you're expressing your truest, highest self through creation? This one's a tricky one, right? Because we're all human, right? So we all want to be loved. We want to be seen. We want to be heard. So from my perspective, I just go, okay, so I'm human. That's, that's who I am. Of course, I want those things. Now, there's two ways to go about that, right? One is like, Christian, love me, man. Tell me I'm great. Tell me, tell me you love my beautiful bald head, man. Like, just <laughs> give me all the love, right? This is one way that we do it. And we know people like this. It can be somewhat off-putting when we have this sort of meaty energy where it's like people have to be the smartest person in the room or right. they have to be the center of attention or they're doing all these things. So what I would say is you hold that need to be loved, heard, accepted. Don't, don't try not to hold it. You're human. You couldn't not do that if you didn't want to. But take that and go, okay, 
This is the human condition, which means every single other person out there is feeling the exact same way. And if that is the case, if I just simply say, what I will do is let that need in me flow out to other people, this hmm. is the big leap. It's scary. It doesn't make a whole lot of sense at first. You're kind of like, well, how's that going to get me what I need? Soon as you begin doing that, it starts to flow back to you, just like what you said. But it is it is a leap, man. It is a leap, right? I remember, mm -hmm. same with you. I remember, um, well, you know, just look at me, right? I'm this big, bald, linebacker-looking guy with a goatee. <laughs> and, and if I don't smile, you're going to look at me and be like, this dude's going to kill me, right? And so I would walk around with, you know, just this what looks like a scowl on my face in my younger right. years, wondering why I can't connect to anyone. And it wasn't until I was just like, I can't connect to anyone because they are somewhat afraid of me or I'm not I'm not projecting an open appearance. I'm not um, going out into the world with intention. So I just started making eye contact people and smiling and They're completely saying, different. So different. And, and um, all of a sudden. Doing that, here's what's weird about it. Doing that, even when I would smile at people, you know, when you smile at some people, because, uh, you know, Santa Monica, I used to do this in Santa Monica all the time. And you smile at some people and they just act like they don't see you or they just walk right by you. But yeah. I know they feel that. And more important, I felt it. And the more you begin to play with this, the the better it is. I, I'll tell you a story. Um, this I actually wrote about this in one of my books. I don't know if I've told you this yet, Christian. Maybe I have in private conversations. But when I first got to L.A., I was really feeling lonely. I was just, I had just been divorced. I was going through a lot of stuff. I was looking at my old Jade and just being like, you know, looking at all the mistakes I made, feeling really bad for myself. And um, one of the things I did on a whim is I wrote out this thing, this, uh, this honor code, a way that I wanted to be in the world from there forward. And one of the things I said is I said, I really want to double down on generosity. So what I did is I went out, I went to the ATM, got uh, several hundred dollars. Then I went to an ExxonMobil station and like basically changed that out for smaller bills. And I just walked around Santa Monica giving money and or having conversations with people. Like literally like for four to six hours, I was just walking around and anyone who asked, you know, there's always homeless people there or whatever that would ask for money. It wasn't really about the money. It was just the conversation, but I had, I had that there and I would just sit and talk to people. And I did this for an entire day. And I came back that night and I was just like, what happened to my sadness? What happened to my loneliness? Where's that depression I had? Dude, I felt like just lit up mm -hmm. inside. Mm -hmm. I felt like mm -hmm. I was connected to the world again. And to me, that was the probably the final lesson I needed that basically said, Jade, don't ever expect the world to give to you. You go out and give regardless of how you feel, and you are self-generating your own happiness and, uh, you know, uh, lack of lonely or lack of belonging and all of that kind mm -hmm. of stuff. And it made me feel connected once again. So we get connected not by telling people to talk to us. We get connected by talking to them and being there for them and mm -hmm. doing for them. And it is a leap of faith because guess what's going to happen? Sometimes... People are not going to show up. Oftentimes, people are not going to show up the way you want them to show up. And it does not matter. That's the big, it doesn't matter how they show up. What matters is how you show up. And the more you show up that way, 
the more you begin to change things for yourself and change the world around you. Here's a question uh, for everybody and you too, Christian. Um, I look at it like this. When I met you, man, and, and I met Mary, we all met one night in, in Vegas, right before, right? Right before the, all this nonsense with the yes. pandemic started. And I, I sometimes think to myself, how, how have I met such incredible people? Like, why do I have so many incredible people in my life? You know that I don't have any more liars in my life. I don't have right. people who backstab and gossip in my life. I don't have toxic people in my life. And partly it's because I stopped being toxic. I stopped gossiping. I stopped lying. And I also gave my authentic self to the world and everything began to change after that. One really weird thing that happened to me is uh, compliments and criticisms stopped meaning, both of them stopped meaning much to me. Um, they, right. were just, they were just right. feedback in a sense. I was like, oh, that's interesting that they are relating to the world that way. And everything begins to change. It's almost like escaping the matrix in a sense. And if you are someone who is into romantic love, by the way, this I found also is the best way for that to happen because I have had more romantic opportunities in my life since just adopting this sense of, I just love people. I just want to get to know people. I'm not trying to get with you and sleep with you or look at you right. that particular way. I'm just looking for friends and good quality people. And everything begins to happen uh, for you in that regard. Man, and, and that's it. That that's if that you've just given us the cheat code. How are you showing up? Your whole world can change regardless of how people respond. And that's something important that you said because my fear that. I've been programmed with for so long is that I I should keep to myself. I shouldn't say something to this stranger. They're just going to look at me and be like, well, who's this weirdo saying, giving me a compliment? Or even worse, if it's a woman, is he trying to hit on me, right? Like what's he, what, what is he, what's his intent? And unfortunately, that's how we're programmed because, and I remember it's, it's interesting you say this, it brings me back to a memory back in high school, I was sitting on the bleachers, hanging out, you know, just against the wall, acting super cool in my ego, right? And there was this, um, and we were just getting into like, it was orientation. And there was this one girl who was super radiant and she was introducing herself to everyone. And she had, it seemed like no care in the world. And I remember being so off put by her. I'm like, why is she talking to everyone? Why is she trying to make so much friends? She must not have any friends. You know, like, look at, look how desperate she is. All of these egoic stories, but it sticks out to me because she didn't care. She didn't care if she went up to a group and the group looked at her like, uh, okay, yeah, we're in high school. This is a little weird. Like, why are you being so nice? She just went to the next person and she was just introducing herself in love. And it, it seems to me like you were in that state when you were walking around Santa Monica, you were just expressing yourself. And how can a mood disorder, anxiety or depression or loneliness, that, that feeling of deep loneliness, how can it live in that vibration? If you're giving to another, you're essentially just giving to yourself, which is amazing, right? And we seem to forget that, but you've curated a life based on the way you show up. And this is what I always tell people, how are you showing up? Because that's what's dictating your life. And um, what a practice that all of us can do. Who's listening to this right now? Like, can you go to the supermarket and start a conversation? Can you smile and invite? Like you were walking around like a linebacker guy, you are pretty intimidating, man. Mm -hmm. You, but you know, you crack a smile. I've been like, that's a nice large linebacker man right there. You know, <laughs> that's a nice linebacker for the LA Rams, you know? 
But um, that's the invitation. And that's when you open up the energy and we can challenge you and I, let's challenge people. Let's do it. Let's yeah. do it after you listen to this podcast. See how you feel if you do it for one day. Starting yeah. conversations, smiling, giving compliments, words of affirmation. It can change your whole world and your mood state. And you're fired up because like you said, you're not only feeling good, you feel like you're connected to something greater than you. And that is the most nourishing feeling that you can ever live with. I'll tell everyone listening one way to begin this process, right? Because like, like we talk about, Christian is different than me. I'm different than Christian. We're different than all of you. So we each, I think, have to come to this and saying, what would I like to give? Because we don't all have to give in the same way. This doesn't have to be a culture level thing where it's like, oh, go give money or volunteer this way. Everyone's right. a little different and we need everyone. Some people we need just having conversations with significant others or family members. Other people we need doing podcasts and you know reaching a wider audience. Other people we just need giving money, silently giving money. And there's all these kind of things in between. One of the first things I would say to do if, this is, if you're listening to this and vibing is think about who your heroes are, right? And think about what they, because to me, I go, we all vibrate on a slightly different level. So your heroes that you right. are attracted to they have a piece of you in them. You have a piece of them in you. And so think about what your heroes would be doing. So some of mine are Frederick Douglass, Martin Luther King, Bruce Lee, Muhammad Ali. Um, these, are, these are some of my uh, heroes, right? Now, what are they? They are teachers, warriors. They fought Nelson Mandela. They fought for something and believed in things that were not popular at the time, but they were convicted. They were teacher warriors in a sense. Now let's chat about something crucial. That is omega-3s. You know, I'm all about keeping clean and pure when it comes to products as well as food on my plate. But when it comes to supplements, right, we have to make sure we have the best of the best, but especially when it comes to omega-3s. And, and I really mean it. Omega-3s are some of the most adulterated supplements that exist out there. And a lot of companies aren't doing it right. We need omega-3s for our heart, for our brain, for our eye health. You might not be getting enough nutritionally. When it comes to Peori, it's a quality brand, not only just with omegas across their whole line. They're extremely transparent. Every batch undergoes rigorous testing against over 200 contaminants, and you could check the results for yourself. And that's one of my favorite things. You can scan the QR code and look at the batch that is right in front of you that is on your shelf or on your counter, and you can see the results for this quality testing. Puri's O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil delivers a potent dose of EPA and DHA without any unnecessary extras. Now, Puri is offering 20% off of their O3 Ultra Pure Fish Oil, the one that I take every single morning, and all their fantastic products to you, the Heal Thyself listener. That's 20% off even the already discounted subscription price. I want you to go to Puri.com. Use my promo code DRG. That's P-U-O-R-I.com slash DRG to take care of your health with some of the best omegas out there by Puri. These days... These days, it seems like everyone is carrying on a beverage, whether it's soda or flavored water, or kombucha or coffee or tea, but not all beverages are created equal when it comes to quality and health benefits. That is why I become obsessed with Peaks Sun Goddess Matcha. I've been using this for, it's one of the first supplements I really invested in. It's four years ago, probably. And it's not just any old matcha powder. We're talking organic ceremonial grade matcha tea that has been meticulously screened for pesticides, heavy metals, mold, and even radioactive isotopes. Peak takes no shortcuts. Their matcha is cultivated by ninth degree tea masters in Kagoshima, Japan, using century old traditions. Their plants are shaded for 35% longer than usual to maximize the production of vital compounds like L-theanine for calm, steady energy and chlorophyll for its detoxifying anti-aging properties. I start every morning with a frothy cup of sun goddess matcha 
not just for energizing my body, you know, we all want to get that caffeine kick. Yeah, okay. But for the amazing gut health, metabolism boosting and antioxidant benefits, the phytonutrients nurture my digestive system. The EGCG compounds help my body burn calories efficiently. And the chlorophyll gives my skin the awesome reading. You see, I'm glowing right now, right? That's because of the matcha. There's perfectly proportioned packets that are easy to mix with water whenever I need to pick me up. So easy to make a consistent self-care ritual. Peak is offering you, the Heal Thyself listener, 15% off of their sun goddess matcha, plus a free beaker and a rechargeable frother when you go to peaklife.com slash DRG. They're so confident that you're going to love it. There's even a 30-day money-back guarantee. No code at checkout. Just go to P-I-Q-U-E-L-I-F-E dot com slash DRG. You're going to get 15% off plus all those freebies. So then I go, okay, if these are my heroes, how would they show up? What would they be doing? They certainly wouldn't be saying, I'm right, you were wrong, right? They would be saying stuff like, you know, you need to love more. You need mm-hmm. to believe more. You need to fight for, for, you know, your fellow humans. These are these right. kind of humans. So then I know, oh, this is actually my message. And so when I am just smiling at someone or giving someone something, it's with the honor code in the background of understanding those heroes who are in my heart, right? So when I'm doing that, I'm essentially saying, I want, here's what I want. I want to teach and be open-mindedness, non-bias, non-dogmatic, less ego, more accepting, more learning teaching and loving because these are my heroes. And so all of us can do this. You can just simply say, who are my heroes? How would they be showing up in the world? What is the essence of them? Now I take that essence of them, by the way, and these heroes could be fictional characters. They could be historical figures. Like one of mine, one of mine is, uh, you know, Morpheus from the matrix, right? The movie, the matrix. <laughs> yeah. That's one of my Incredible. heroes. Because you know why he's one of my heroes? Because he believed so much in someone who did not believe in themselves that that person began to believe in themselves and find their purpose. So I'm like, I love that Morpheus figure. So we can begin to do this. And I do think everyone should start with this and essentially go, who are my heroes? What is the essence of how they would show up in the world? Then another way to think about this is be, all right, if you are on your deathbed, what are you going to be most proud of? Is it going to be, you know, this huge bank account full of millions of dollars? Or do you want a huge generosity account? I kind of want that. Or do you want uh, lots of books and creative things that you that you put out into the world? And then the final thing is think about your eulogy, right? Being a spirit in the back of the room, right? And your friends and your family are coming up and talking about uh, you and the legacy that you left. Not legacy, an ego legacy, but legacy in the fact that you leave ripples, that you being here can make the world better for other people. Think yeah. about, get clear on how you want to do that. I think you and I are lucky in this, right? In some regard, because we have found the ability to do this and we do it as our work. I would caution everyone though, to be careful just because you don't, your job, just because your job doesn't allow you to do this, realize that your job oftentimes just finances your purpose. For most of us, that's how it works. So Mm -hmm. go out there and be the thing. Don't think you have to do it as a job, right? Just use your job to finance it. But you know, we know what we're supposed to be. This goes back to your whole thing about authenticity. We know deep in our hearts how we're supposed to show up at our best. So we need to go and do it, but we do need some direction. And so focusing on your heroes, focusing on your deathbed scenario, focusing on, you know, what you want people to say about you and how you want people to behave. The final thing is, man, focus on what are the kind of people that I want in my life. I want people like Christian in my life. 
right? Now, if I want Christian in my life, I got to show up Christian-like in a sense, right? Mm -hmm. And so this is what I think people miss. Mm, that That's so easy, though. We can all sit down in 20 minutes, write down eulogy, right? How do I want to, what do I want to hear about legacy, true legacy, deep, like loving legacy into the world, deathbed, right? How do, what do I want to hear around me? And who do I want to bring into my life? Like, what reflections of me do I want to show up? It's funny that you say those, you got me thinking now, right? And it's, it's funny because I just created my meditation altar and I refuse to put like icons or gurus, right? Or religious icons or gurus. And I decided to put Elton John, Prince, Sade, and Freddie Mercury. Oh, and that's literally that. who's on my meditation altar and why, right? So uh, Elton John's extravagant, sassy expression through fashion, uh, giving permission to people to be their most expressive selves, right? And we have um, Freddie Mercury who, who's gone through trauma in his youth to find his voice in such a strong, powerful voice. We have Prince expressing sexuality, right? Unapologetically. And we have someone like Sade who just is so grounded and smooth and soft and like, but like so powerful in her own right. I look every morning, I go, aside from the people, what's the energy of these four tiles of these pictures that I have? And it's funny that you say that because with, you, you name your heroes, I'm naming mine, but that's exactly the route that I'm taking to express myself to give people permission to remember that side of them. So the hero yeah. part is something I never thought of, but just happened intuitively, but it's so powerful when we think about that. Hearing you say you're people too, man, right? That's what you exude, right? Like that's what, those of you who have not been able to be uh, with Christian in a room, he gives you permission to show up as who you are. And he is, you know, 100% uh, himself too. And he kind of brings this light into the room. It's a very intellectual, beautiful, fun light that you want to kind of be around. So to me, I go, that's exactly it. Now we all can do that. Now we just have to get past, don't just do it for your kids. Don't just do it for your lover. Don't just do it for your family. All that's meaning and that's beautiful. Do it for them. But then just go, you know what? I am going to do this for the world for no other reason but that I can. And I get that some people are going to look at me like I'm crazy. And by the way, some people are going to be annoyed with me. And some people aren't going to smile back. And some people aren't going to feel it. Doesn't matter. You're still putting that out into the world and you will feel it. And I, I have this thing. I think they feel it anyway. Think about this, right? You walk down the street, you smile at somebody, you make eye contact. It's a genuine smile. And they just walk mm -hmm. right past you stone-faced. I guarantee you that person is far more likely to smile at the next person they will feel that. And more importantly, you feel it. Mm -hmm. And, and the, here's, here's uh, and I, it's funny because that's like paying it forward, right? That is the exponential effect of, you don't even know what you give to someone that they give to another. It's, I remember me and my friend, um, we, I, I, we did this whole sound ceremony and after it, I was like, huh, I'm actually a lot like this guy. He, he was a more of an acquaintance, but we started holding each other accountable because we struggled with the same thing. And it was giving people words of affirmation or validation of what we see in them because we were afraid to because of life's traumas or, you know, through life experiences that have taught us, maybe in men, especially not to be able to speak that. And it's interesting because 
we've both over the past month, we've been doing it, holding each other accountable. Every day I'll ask him on a voice note, you know, what did you do today? He'd ask me, what did you, what did you do? But it's interesting. We've ran to experiences where we thought that people would respond the way that the person the day before did. Uh, like for example, he, he reached out to his mom and said he hasn't talked to her in a while, said some really beautiful words, but her ego comes in and, and didn't know how to respond. So she completely like the same way she's always shown up through his childhood, showed up the same way. And he was, he was a little like hurt by it, but I'm like, man, don't you see? It's not even that. It's, it's that you did. It's that you decided to show up that day, regardless of feeling or needing any adoration or response or affirmation back. That's the power of showing up. Would you agree? Absolutely. And actually, I have, I have a, a, a clinical pearl or tidbit here that I, would, I want to get your take on, too. Here's part of the problem. Right now, we're speaking a lot of love and light, right? And I love this stuff. And I know you love this stuff, too. But the reality of the situation is we all know we're going to run into people. And most of these people are going to be the people we grew up with, parents, siblings, uh, you know, um, all of this kind of stuff that will have their old patterns, Okay. Now, here's the way I think you have to address this. This is just my take. This is my truth. So everyone else should be like, well, let's see. We're in the conversation with Jade. Let's see what his truth is and see if it makes sense. And we'll banter it around a little bit. I look at it like this. Those people are meant to remind you. They're the ones who bring this out in you, right? So if they're cruel or they're dogmatic or if they're a particular way, your job is not to change them. Your job is to change your reaction to them. And once you have changed your reaction to them, now you are ready to go out into the world and bring the thing that you want so desperately from them. And that's the whole point in my mind. The whole point that this person is so difficult for you and challenging you in these ways and hurting you. And you want so desperately for this one person or this, this person to acknowledge you and just say you love you or apologize. They, they wronged you in some way. And I say... The whole point of that is not for them to do that. They're, if we're playing a video game, right? And let's imagine we're all in a video game. The whole point of those people is to teach you the lesson to help you get past that level. And it's not about changing them. As soon as you get stuck in trying to change them, you can't move on, right? And so just think about it as they're your biggest gifts. There's this whole idea of like our soulmates and everyone goes, oh, these soulmates are supposed to be like these amazing people and they love us and this and that. I say, no. I say, yes, that's part of soulmate, but part of what a real soulmate is, is to teach you the most difficult lessons. And how do you learn the most difficult lessons? By not getting what you want from that person, by them not apologizing, by you having to step up and saying, I can't change this. All I can do is change my reaction to it. And when I change my reaction to it, I can go out there and teach that lesson to the rest of the world. So what we do is we get wrapped up in our circle right? We want our mom to see us a particular way and apologize about whatever she did to us when we were kids. And we want our significant other to apologize about the wrong they did and this and that. And I go, yes, maybe that will happen. But guess what? The more needy you are, the more that's your focus, trying to get them to apologize and say X, Y, Z, or do what you want them to do, is the more you are mired in your past story, your old authentic self, not being present to your current loving situation and not being able to evolve and grow the world. So maybe consider the fact that all these people that I know everyone listening to this and you probably have one in mind too, Christian, and I have one in mind as well, several, 
I want these people to love me in a way. I want them to apologize. I want them. And I just go, let's let go of that. Let's just focus on how we can be different. This is where boundaries come in. It's not all love and light. You don't have to let people treat you badly. Mm -hmm. You don't have to be angry and yell and scream about it. But you just say, I'm changing the way I'm relating to you. And sometimes that means I'm putting up a wall. But also it means take those lessons and go out and love people in the way and apologize in the way and forgive in the way and be the way you desperately want this person to be because that's what it's really teaching you in my mind. Man, Jay, that's amazing stuff. And the, the, the beautiful part is that when you shift and divert that energy to others, the, what, that which you're seeking, ironically, it comes back to you, right? That love that you wanted from a really shitty dad or a really you know, tough mom, you shift that, you give that to others and you start being poured out with that love. You start be getting it given back such that you don't even need that anymore. I love that you said it's, it's, that's within our power. We can always put up the boundaries, but we can respond differently, you know, because many times we're never going to control what we're going to get from other people. Actually, every time, right? They're on their own path. It's unfolding in their own right. And it may never unfold. This is what I tell people that I work with. I go, look, you're, your wife or your mom or your dad, that, that, that's not in your power, right? In the power is how you show up. And I use that word a lot, how you show up. Because it's, it, that person in their own trauma will unfold however they want, whenever they want, if ever, right? Because it may never happen. But regardless, it's can you be in love, right? Can you express love even in those moments? What your boundaries, whatever you draw, but can you be in love? And I, I love that you said that because- Love and light with reality, right? Yeah. Because it, we, we can go woo-woo, but that's the reality that you're talking about. But it's absolutely. still so empowering, Jade. Love and light with reality is absolutely right. And what I would say is if you really want to embody this at its fullest, realize this. We all have stories about each other. So your, your family especially has stories about you, <laughs> right? They, they think they... So if Christian changes, if I change, my family sees Jade a particular way. I was the dumb jock, you know, um, bouncer or whatever I was. So when I began to say, I'm not going to be that anymore, what do you think happens to their story? Their story has to change. And oftentimes they, they'll resist it and they'll just go, no, Jade is this way. So my job is to go, no, I'm not. And I will not allow anyone or be involved with anyone who sees me a way I am not or no longer wish to be, period. You don't get to see me as Jade, the bouncer, angry, dumb jock. Mm -hmm. And if you do, I'm going to put boundaries up right away and I will not interact with you that way. So you can do that all you want, but my shift will be here and I will not engage with you in that way anymore. And by the way, we can't do that to other people. So take people out of the boxes you put them in, allow them to be different right? So you also have to do this. If you, We hate when people put us in a box and don't let us change, don't we? Well, guess what? We're doing that with a lot of people as well. So we need to do this. I'll give you, I'll give you an example of this. Um, it's, a, it's a silly example, but I had, um, when, I was, when I was 24, my brother left me with a six-month-old uh, you know, little boy and a, a seven-year-old girl. And one of the things is, right away, the girl was just gonna run my life. Now I'm 24, I'm a little detached, but she's basically like, I wanna eat, I wanna eat. She's making <laughs> messes all over the place. So I said, listen, clean up your mess, I will take you to eat. 
She kept making messes, kept asking me, let's go eat, let's go eat, let's go eat. This is like days in the mix. She wanted to go to McDonald's or whatever, right? And I'm like, I'm not taking you there until you clean up your mess. Mm. Finally, right, because I stood clear with my boundaries and I didn't pick up her mess at all. And I also said, do what I'm asking you to do and I'm happy to take you. So she eventually cleans up her mess. I eventually took her out to eat. Now, before, uh, once I did that, that interaction between us became completely different. Now, it wasn't about a tit for tat. It was just simply about, I am not going to allow this type of energy to come at me. Now, it's it's uh, useful with kids because we can go, oh, I see how that happens. In her little brain, she's like, okay, she's if I do this, then I'll get what I want. But the truth of the matter is, if I show up lovingly, and I did, I wasn't angry at her. I said, I love you, but you got to clean up your mm -hmm. mess and then we'll go mm -hmm. eat. With adults, it's the same way. It's like, mom, right. I love you, but you don't get to talk to me that way. Dad, I adore you, man. Thank you for being my dad. Thank you for showing up this way. But this thing, you don't get to talk to me that way, right? And you can be both. See, we think, we think to have boundaries, we got to be angry. No. You could show up and just be like, I just don't engage with that. Uh, one of the things, I don't know how much you follow Thoreau. I read a lot of philosophy, but uh, David Thoreau is uh, mm. really interesting because he wrote Di Civil Disobedience, right? Which uh, Gandhi and Nelson Mandela and um, Martin Luther King all got inspiration from. Well, in Civil Disobedience, what he says is he goes, there's no need for violence ever. ever. Just stop contributing to the system. And I like that in personal uh, relationships as well. I just go, there's no reason for me to get mad at you. All I need mm. to do is communicate to you what my boundaries are and then stop participating with you in the way I normally do. And everything begins to change there. The other thing I'll say that you said about father and mother and all these things, because we need these. Sometimes look for those individuals who are the father figure. We're all going to get a father. But if you need father, then you need to show up as father for other people. And you might find that you find father for yourself too, just not in the way you thought. It's perhaps mm -hmm. someone else, not your actual father. And this mm -hmm. is the game that we must play. It's on us, man. It's on us to be, you know, like we've heard this, Gandhi, be the change, right? Legitimately take that to heart. Go out there and be the thing that you want to see in your world in a very real way. And this is why the honor code is important because a lot of people don't know how to start with that. If you come up with your honor code, like for me, I had a difficult relationship with honesty for a long time. I was always kind, mm -hmm. I was always generous. Matter of fact, I was so kind that I would lie to you, to people please. Yes. Now, right. I figured this out and said, I don't wanna be that anywhere anymore. I'm gonna be honest, generous, and kind. So those were my marching orders. Everyone who's listening to this, that's maybe you had never had an issue with honesty. Maybe that's just Jade's thing. Maybe Christian never, he was always honest, perhaps. Maybe mm. his thing is, is that he wasn't kind or maybe he's rude sometimes when he gets stressed. Mm. Give yourself your marching orders. Go out into the world and be that thing. And don't ask for anything else other than what you are doing for the world. And you will be shocked at what will happen in response. And it's so simple, right? Because then we don't have to seek outside of us. You're just embodying that change that you want to be, as you said, with Gandhi and being that. And you, ironically is you get that back exponentially more than what you ever thought you were looking for. I mean, if I ever heard a guest spot that gives us a blueprint, literally to, to remember our God-given right to be happy. 
our God-given right to be remember that we're whole, not even to, to to create wholeness, to remember that wholeness that is us. It's this, it's this, that is, it's such a beautiful blueprint because we, we went into the love and light. We went into the love and light reality with all of the stuff that we're dealing with, but also just the actionable stuff, man. Here, yeah. Here's one thing I want I want to say, because this is hugely important. As you begin to do this, realize that certain things will happen, some good, some bad. So when Christian and I are talking about this idea that everything begins to change, some things will show up exactly the same. Look closely for those repeated patterns, because when you see repeated patterns, that means you have not owned the change. That's something you need to change. So that's all I want to say now as the, as the last little thing. As you begin to do this, realize some things will change. You'll see those changes immediately. But if you feel like the same thing is coming up again and again for you, this pattern that it's like, oh, I've seen this before. It means you've gotten something wrong and you need to go back to your honor code and you need to go back and ask yourself, what am I doing? What story am I continuing to tell that's making this show up? Because life trains us that way. So I just want to make sure because people go out and go, oh, I'm going to go and do this thing. And then they keep getting, they hit the wall again. What that means is there's something you are missing, which is why conversations with people and changing our perceptions are hugely important because we are stubborn lazy creatures sometimes. We don't want to do it. If you see repeated patterns, the choice to make is take it on. It's it's about you. You got to take that on and you got to change that. So that's actually a good thing if you start mm. seeing these patterns because it's the world talking to you. It's saying, Christian, you got to change. You're running into the same thing. Jade, you got to change. You're running into the same thing. So once you begin this process, look closely for those repeated patterns. They're the things pushing you to where you need to get to. Mm, man, I, I I will just leave it at that, man. That was so powerful way to end. I appreciate that. I know you don't care, but I would love to just remind the audience of what you're working on, where to find you and all that goodness. Uh, at Jay Tita on Instagram, uh, Next Level Human Podcast. And um, if you're into the self-development stuff, I have two books on that, Next Level Tribe and Human 365 and my... Uh, Next Level Human book will be out mid next year. And brother, I love you, man. I love you Good too, day. bro. This is episode, this is the second time you're on it. Uh, next year, we'll have you right back on because this is a never ending flow of convo. And it, it, like you said, it evolves, it changes. There's new thoughts, new perspectives. And I'd love to have you on often just to, you know, shoot the shit like we are, you know, but really just lighting up a fire on in every other person because i know i can guarantee there's people who've listened to this and gonna go okay i heard all this stuff i didn't know how to do it now i have a blueprint god bless dr jay tita love you homie. amazing stuff thank you man 